Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, here we go, guys. Your under 500 Boston Celtics. Oh, it's official now. 15 and 16, first time doesn't since opening good. night, right? Doesn't taste good. Blech. Gross, right? What a shot. Celtics, Celtics lose to the Mavericks. Great, great. I mean, obviously, two, two money shots from Luka late, but that's not what cost the Celtics the game. Um, let's wait for people to load up here, and we'll start talking about it. But let's go around the horn, guys. Why did they lose? Defense, defense, no consistency on defense. Uh, the, is this an effort thing, guys, or were they just outplayed? Uh, somewhere in between, I guess. Uh, somewhere between that and seeing Kemba Walker go off, I, I think that inspired them a bit. I mean, I, I think obviously uh, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, they were doing all they could and doing their you know, best hero impression because that, that's what you do in the fourth quarter, right, when you're when the game's getting out of distance. And, and I don't know if I had necessarily had a problem with that. I, some of the decision-making from Jason Tatum, uh, some questionable uh, force passes, but outside of that, I mean, it came down to defense and the effort. And I feel like the the Dallas Mavericks, they just just bullied them in a, in a sense, you know. I, I listen when 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 Robert Williams, uh, you know, got that putback, that loud putback. I, I thought, okay, can everyone else get on that same level? Can we just show some some energy, some uh, I don't know, just. <clears throat> Show that you wanted more, I guess. And I, I didn't see that until Kemba Walker went off. Him and, Brunson, him, him and Brunson going back and forth, I think, obviously, you know, uh, neutralized the, the, the score. Because, I mean, listen, if Kemba doesn't do that, this game is over, right? Yeah, so, Kemba's not the problem with this team. Me and you have been saying it for a while, Joe Sway. Another solid game here. He's been inconsistent. But – Strong performance, and he was the only reason they even got back in this after they melted down through all the defensive concerns that you talked about. Uh, the, the following was a massive reason they lost this one. Five quick fouls to the likes of Neesmith on that chase down. Rob just sticking his arm out on Collie Stein in the lane. Tatum and uh, you know Kemba, too, down low, and Brunson had some bad ones. But they put the Mavericks in the bonus quickly. Mavs reacted accordingly chased all those free throws on touch fouls, and it was Tatum, Thompson, and Kemba who gave Jalen Brunson all those free points at the free throw line. And then Jason Tatum, who I thought was an absolute disaster tonight, especially in the fourth quarter, comes in, takes two fadeaway jump shots. It was jump shot city from the opening tip-off again tonight, throws away and pass in transition in crunch time, drops that rebound. Somehow those two plays led to wide-open threes and didn't hurt them. So it was only right that Luka Doncic turned it around and made the most ridiculous ones imaginable to make up for those. So the Celtics nearly got away with this by the Mavericks being on a back-to-back, pretty worn out in crunch time. But again, their stars even at this point are failing them. They're veterans. And it starts at the top, and we've talked a ton about Brad Stevens. I don't want to even mention Brad Stevens on this broadcast tonight because this is Jason Tatum. I mean, this is a Jason Tatum loss right here. 
I don't know about that. I, I wasn't in love with some of the stuff Tatum did. This the game touch was, foul on Doncic? I mean, how many points was, can you give away to him? That's fine. This game was lost by the entire team in the third quarter when the Dallas Mavericks went three for 20 in the uh, from the field, and the Celtics just settled for crap jumpers and didn't put their put step on their throats and take a 15, 20-point lead. They had a five-point lead. That was their max lead in that yeah, quarter. That happened. wasn't going to happen, John. Huh? You knew that wasn't going to happen. That's, they were that's the game forward. right there. there the, the lack of intensity and the lack of intensity in that third quarter when they had a chance to absolutely deliver a knockout punch and just let them linger. And then in the fourth quarter, zero urgency until late in the game. That's where the game is lost. You can point to things late and the Tatum stuff, focus, man. Like it's late in the game. You can't yeah. be throwing cross court passes into traffic when on a critical possession like that's yeah. like Marcus Smart at his craziest right there you know like yeah, you know what drove me crazier uh the, and, the, and, the, and the rebound thing is again it's a total freaking brain camp and also settling for shots and I agree with all of that's maddening Bobby that's why he's not at that level where you're like okay that's what superstars do he doesn't do it enough and so it drives you freaking crazy. But that third quarter killed me. That's where I knew the game was over. You know how I say I start penciling in my oh, graphic? Really? I penciled in a loss there in the third quarter because it was over, over. And again, you know and what? It's, it's frustrating as hell to watch them uh, tear back late in the game because it, show, it shows you it's a, it's a switch. How oh, about the offense? The way the offense switched up. The, the defensive effort was off the charts on all of those possessions. Even Lucas made three, not the game winner, the one before that. Uh, the, the defense was insane for that little stretch where they cut that lead down. So they just felt like doing it, and they did. That drives you nuts. Uh, Jim, I guess it, it. When, when Dallas slowed, slowed their offense down, though, you know, Celtics made dissected the Celtics apart. You know, picked them apart. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, no, I mean, I was I was going to also point to just the second half in general, the third quarter when they started to, you know, that's when that's when the game changed, like you said, John. I will say this though. I was kind of surprised at the way they fought back down down the stretch in the fourth. When they went down by double digits, I was like, "Here we go, another you know, go quietly into the night." Yeah, that fourteen uh, run. You know, uh, and so I'll give them credit for that. I I, I wasn't pen, you know, I know John, you're saying you were already penciling the loss. The way that you, you must have been surprised somewhat by that by that little comeback there with Kemba Walker leading the way. Um, and if the Celtics pulls one off, that's what we're talking about, right? Too we're little, talking too about, late. Too little, I know, too late. But, yeah, I wouldn't. Late, I wouldn't have given them a lot of props. They, they, they had the lead with the, they had the lead, and it was up to the Mavericks to hit the shot, and, and they hit the shot, an unreal shot. Uh, you know, he did it twice. Luca did it twice, back to back, amazing shots there. Um, I thought the defense was fine. I didn't really. I mean, I'm not going to harp on Neesmith for the second shot there. He he did. I thought lose him on the switch, but. I don't know. Should he have even been in the game at that point? I don't even know why he was in the game on offense because he wasn't shooting tonight. So well, he did some I mean, good things there. So he he, he got he the baseline. He's not the reason he's, they lost. He all, set up but. one. He set up the second Kemba three with a nice it, baseline drive that got the offense moving, and then he contested perfectly on that Hardaway shot that Tatum dropped. So like, what right. are you doing, Tatum? Like walking right. out of bounds early. The turnovers, the touch fouls, the those. Jumpers that just make this offense so stagnant. Set. Mission accomplished. Mission so accomplished. yeah, so I, I am going to give them credit for for making this for putting themselves in a position to win. They, they lost. So ultimately, we are gonna we are gonna criticize them plenty tonight. 
But I'll at least give him that because we've seen over the last couple of weeks they, they haven't made that, that type of a comeback. I hate so, that, Jimmy. I, I, I know, but you know what? I'm no, I hate that. Nothing to lose stuff. Okay, you're down and you just jack a few threes and those ones go. And it's like, oh, look, they had fight. No, I, I, I no, like the New, I, they honestly, I like the New Orleans that. game better than this because no, they, played, they played two and a half quarters of, uh, of outstanding basketball in that game where they looked like they could play at a high level versus this sleepwalking through 40, 46 minutes and then put on a, a, a little clinic for two minutes there and we're supposed to feel good. I don't feel good about it at all, personally. Yeah, that, that's, that's not I, I wouldn't have given them props if they won this. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with – I agree with Jimmy in the sense that I think that would have woken up the team to some degree. Like we burst ahead and we're capable of that. It would have righted the ship a little bit here. And now to lose like this, I I swear, Brad Stevens looked like he dropped dead. He was halfway out on the court, like just waving his arms, trying to get them to dive on that Doncic shot. Like all Mm. five guys to just jump on that and – they got caught around that screen. I don't know. I didn't get a good look at it. I guess Neesmith got lost there a little bit, Jimmy. But, I mean, Brad I Stevens I really so. looked my like buddy, he my, dropped dead. My, my buddy Dan, who I go back and forth, he's a big fan of the show. He doesn't seem to think it was a problem. I, I just thought, you know, Neesmith in a big situation. They, you know, Luca and the Mavs did exactly you – know, Carlisle did exactly what they needed to do. They switched on to the rookie, and Luca got free, and he drained the shot. So, credit to them. I, I'm Listen, I'm just – I'm just simply acknowledging the fact that the Celtics didn't, you know, just call it quits and, and leave with three minutes left in the game. They fought back. They put themselves in a position to win. They lost the game, and we're going to criticize this for them and talk all about it. And, they, and the third quarter was disaster. Rob Williams, I still don't think, is playing enough. I mean, all the same issues we want to talk about, we'll talk about all over again. But at least they made it a game down the stretch. So I'm going to give them that, and that's pretty much all the compliments I can give them. I mean, you guys already talked about this was a bad Tatum game. I agree. I mean, even a couple of the drives he made, I thought he needed to just finish at the rim. Instead, he would do the step back or the or the fadeaway again. Weird and come up shots. Short. Yeah, weird yeah. shots. Yeah. The turnover was awful. That pass. I mean, he held on to the ball. I mean, you get, I, they get the steal. He's holding on to it. I mean, there's two yeah. guys streaking to the basket. And I don't know what he's what is, what is he waiting for. In I that don't situation? know. They got away with point. both of those, too. Yeah. I made that I point they early did. in the they game, did. guys, with just like – and again – Right. Okay. Everyone's everyone who wants to excuse Tatum's going to say he's only 22. So is Luca. You talk about a person who allows. And again, Luca wasn't perfect, and he missed a ton of shots too. But you know, I, I mentioned those back-to-back drives. It just, I, I think that that was like a little little uh, microcosm of just kind of the difference there. Tatum's kind of going into the lane, and he this really low percentage floater to his leaning to his left off the back rim, and then the next possession, Luca comes in, has Tatum on his hip the whole time, is going it in slow motion, just feels it, gets it wherever he wants to go, just that total feel and control for what's going on. Tatum's still missing a little bit of that feel. He's forcing his way into the lane a lot. He's pulling up for awkward shots at weird yeah. times, off balance, off of the wrong leg, leaning in the wrong direction, still too many fallaways, uh, just – there's still just too much of that. He's making life harder on himself. I don't really understand it. And then those lapses in those, 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 uh, the focus issues as well. I, you know, it, it was a frustrating game. Yeah. It's almost like he has tunnel vision in some parts of the game, right? It's like the one play that drove me crazy and it wasn't a, it wasn't detrimental into them losing the game, but it's just, just a perfect example of sometimes where I don't know if he sees the bigger picture, but he's driving to the lane. He has a layup you know, was one option. The other option is to dish it off to uh, Tristan Thompson, but who who double teamed down low. And then there's Shemi Ojale. 
wide open in the corner, and he goes for the double team, and they it's a, it's a quick turnover. The the Mavs respond on the other end, and I just kept thinking whenever that would happen, and it seemed like it was like every other you know offensive possession in that first five six minutes of the uh, fourth quarter, it had Tatum ran all over it. The, the, the turnover itself, you know, and, and while Kemba Walker was scoring and while even Jalen Brown was scoring and getting to the rim, I just thought his his uh, his turnovers and him trying to find his offensive rhythm hurt the Celtics in those stretches, the most important stretch, you know, in that fourth quarter. What, what's the story of Luka Doncic, too, through two years now? So much more with so much less. He's playing with Finney Smith, uh, Brunson, Richardson, who I think is just dreadful, uh, Tim Hardaway, who's like a bench player in this league, and he's leading them to 110 with that. Perfect facilitation, getting into the lane, perfect passes. His rollers aren't that good, but he still is a great elite pick-and-roll player. I mean, this guy's just – he's miles ahead of Tatum, frankly. Like, it's its not even close between miles. those two. Miles. I mean, I mean it's not it's it's everything it's the playmaking it's the feel it's all of it uh, and he still doesn't look like he's in great shape i mean he, he looks he looks doughy compared you know he, chubby. <laughs> he, does, he did not it's come baby in baby fat he still has baby fat he's always he's young that going on yeah he's young he'll grow he'll he'll chisel up but yeah so, they need so to get him some help down there get, young people don't get thinner i mean old people don't get thinner <laughs> so, so brunson <laughs> you know so it doesn't go goes in the other direction. It goes the other way. <laughs> well, you think he's on that NBA like diet and regimen that he would thin out a little bit, but hey, it might just be genetics. You know, we don't know. So you know, he, you know, I think whatever he's doing is working for him. So I don't think he's going to strike too many guys. European players that secretly smokes like you know fifteen to eighteen <laughs> cigarettes a day. Oh yeah, like you can see, catch him in Monaco in the off season, just you know, ripping it up. <laughs> Who was the Vitor? Was it who? Didn't the Celtics have a guy? Vitor no. Favaroni. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, he's didn't he? Oh yeah, he looked like a guy who who enjoyed a cigarette. Oh, I, I think that guy European, the Europeans, man, it's a whole different ball game with with the uh, smoking. I mean, it's, it's yeah, we'll oh, yeah. smoke in the locker room at halftime. Anyways, Brunson, Brunson's that random guy who the Celtics make look like a superstar tonight. There's like one every game, I guess, or every other game. Oh, Lord. He just picked them apart in the fourth. And that's a guy you look at and you're like, wow, the Celtics could use that facilitator. Oh, my Smart God. offensive driver engine. Raja was another Perfect one. He was a smoker. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I thought you heard me. I, I was like, wasn't Dino the guy that used to smoke butt? Like, Dino, Raja. He'd go out back and, and smoke during halftime, I, I heard. Yeah, could see that with Nikola Jokic too, and he's another guy who's been a little bit overweight, but still able to ball in spite of it. <laughs> Jokic. I wonder could, if anyone on the Celtics he'd still be he'd still be unstoppable. <laughs> he doesn't need likely, to get off the ground. He requires zero physicality to do what he does. He literally does it all in slow motion. You know, yeah. boom, boom, oh my he, lord! It's yeah, my guy. My guy could rip like three or four butts at halftime and still no triple double on you like it's nothing. Nope. Like, yeah, no problem. He came um, out of nowhere. Smoker. Celtics might need a cigarette Celtics smoker. Need a smoker. So, I mean, I don't want to take it back to Brad, but people are going to take it back to Brad. It's, again, low-effort games just drive you mad because it's, 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 again, you could see, you know, he was shaking his head in that third quarter. You know, he's just frustrated watching the team out there, just kind of walking through the paces. When you've got – I mean, Homer broadcasters like Gorman and Scal kind of like, I don't know if this team's got it. You know, like that's got to give you 
you know, I listen, I had to, I had to run an errand. I listened to part of it in the car and then, and then, and then, and then the rest on the broadcast and both sets of announcers were like, man, this team is not right. You know, like when you've got the home time announcers bashing the team, that's got to set off some red alarms, you know, some, 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 uh, some red flags. I was on ESPN tonight. I didn't hear the, uh, the boys in, uh, NBC, but yeah. It was actually TNT. You're right, though. Jimmy, come on, man. A little bit oh, from Grandy, bad. too. Tuck yeah. tuck till the end, but Grandy got him, too. No, yeah. Grandy, in the, like I said, I took a, I had to, at halftime, I had to take a quick ride, and Grandy was like, man, you know, these guys. He was just like – it. and then they went on that little spurt. Yeah, like, Gorman did the same thing, yeah. And, and took that five, six-point lead where they made some shots there, and then, like I said, that was the rest of that quarter where they just kind of stopped. They stopped doing Tell everything. What. was it. I think, Their team I think losses more th- in 20 games. More than ever, I mean, Grandy's got a good. I know he talks to Brad before, like every game, right? So I mean, he's 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 always got good access. But I think this year, more than ever, he, he might have he might have a little bit more knowledge than a lot of us do, just because of how everything is so, you know, regulated and hard to come by. So I definitely would listen to a lot of the things he throws out there, you know, on a broadcast because it might come with some extra info that he's not necessarily saying, but. You might know or hear or, or whatnot. So interesting. You got you go your Pokemons. That's a solid point. You got your taco minutes tonight, Jimmy. Yeah. What yeah, was that? We, I, I know what? there was nothing they could do there, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, so I wasn't the I, only one, right? Like but the fadeaway. Not just something the they could do there. So you know what bugged me the most about that? Tatum's yeah, body language. Oh. Tatum throwing the inbounds pass was like, oh, f it. You know, like. I hated that. I, I so, know, like, there's nothing you can really do there. It was just weird. They That's needed like, Taco to do a, a volleyball bump from the three-point yeah, line. Mean, yeah. There is, there is, there was throwing it at the rim. Taco could theoretically have just touched it in if, you know, that was. They're down three. They're not. Oh, there's nothing right. you could do once it went to Taco. <laughs> it was over. That's <laughs> why it was like Tatum's looking around and he just throws it. Now I do one. wish. I do wish you could shoot that right from the out of bounds. And I, it actually looked Ooh, like that's what he was trying to do. Dallas, I think you're hoping to go up and draw a foul on a tap. I mean, on a tap. That would in. be a fun rule change. Right. Uh, and then when everybody was like, nope, get away from Taco, they're just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> so here's the thing. You know, I couldn't help but notice. I, I did tweet it. I couldn't help but notice the Mavericks seven foot six freak on their on their. And I mean freak in a good way. I don't mean in a bad way. That was but a good Bob- adjustment. Boban's getting minutes, and he's ha- and he has been getting minutes over the last few seasons. And he's become a, you know, serviceable player in this league. Do you think anyone in the Celtics might watch a little film of the Mavericks and maybe try to find a way to incorporate a guy like Taco? Maybe to match up with somebody like Boban the one time or two times a year where you get that opportunity? I know you guys don't want to talk about Taco, doing this uh, taco thing, huh, Jim? Until he gets a little bit of opportunity, yeah. I mean, we're here's like the question. In minute 18 of the show. We're doing taco now? No, here's – listen. <laughs> oh, man. Is something working that yeah, I don't know about? Crazy is there something working that – this team is below 500. I don't know. Throw it out there. See what happens. I mean, you got you to gotta give it a shot. So I'm going to keep saying it until they give it a shot. When I see the Mavs doing it, 
it gives me hope that it, it I, actually is a possibility. Bobon's uh, a much different player. Bobon's much better than Taco. I don't care. Straight height. Straight height only. I know they're not the same player. I know Bobon's better, but just don't tell me that it's impossible. That's it. Again, sure, I, that's it. I'd rather see them run Bobon into some pick and rolls. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see them run Boban into some pick and rolls with Robin Tatum or something than say, oh, he's tall. We need to throw another tall guy out there on him. Like You're right in the sense that that adjustment hurt the Celtics. It took away their rebounding advantage. He was able to hit them a few times inside. And those were key baskets when the Mavericks kind of got stagnant. But all right, there were I'm other gonna, ways to do I, that. I got some bones to pick, all right? No shit. No, uh, fine. We, we're going we're gonna to move on, but there will be a day where – They'll play Taco, and it's allowed to talk about him on the show except me. They did against the Wizards. It already happened. No, no, no. That doesn't count. Just moving on. <laughs> that was moving the time. On. Everyone was hurt or COVID. Moving on. And... You're not allowed to talk about him when that time comes. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. I know you're not because you're not allowed to. Unless I do like him, though. I love so Taco. My, that puts an end to the Here are my bones to pick, okay? All right. Go. With Brad? It's all right. Look, I don't know if I'm calling it Brad or not, I, but I, I'm not doing the Rob Williams thing. It's going to go off the rails. Okay. It's gonna, I, I will do it in a little bit. Okay. Put my super in there. We're going to get there. Okay. No, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the Rob thing. Okay. Cause this got heated. The, the, I'll put it this way to the folks at home. The band almost broke up in the afternoon. Okay. This is, we were, we, we, we got into it. About Rob, okay. No. We got into Josue sat it out. Not he, even exaggerating. Josue can't keep up with the thirty-five messages, unread messages. That's what my phone was. That this morning? <laughs> no, that was yesterday morning. Yo, wow. It was strong early. Insane. I wish I didn't open it. I think you guys hit well over two hundred easily. Easily. We'll get opened it. I got one friend like that. I got a. I got a. We had a four-way text chain for a while, but one guy couldn't keep up. He's basically you. So then we just took him <laughs> off and we made it a three-person text chain because we just – it's me and my boys from home. No, just cool. I'll, I'll, I'll mute it sometimes, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so I'm oh, going to get – I got you guys muted. I'm going to start with Neesmith, okay? He played 22 minutes again tonight. And I, I don't know whose issue this is, but, again, this is where we come down to people doing what they want to do. Why – I. He, yes, you're getting energy. Defensive effort is pretty good. I like a lot of what I see. How in the freaking, freaking <laughs> do you put this guy out there and he doesn't get a field goal attempt? How does Brad, not at any point in time, say, guys, this guy's a shooter. Find him. Run a set for him. Run him off a screen. He doesn't do anything he stands in the corner <laughs> no, he's a shooter that doesn't do it here like he, does, he's, he doesn't do a thing you're playing yeah. four on five on offense if he's not taking the shots run a play for him i'm with you john Come run, out a of play. run a freaking play for the kid yeah i'm with you I, you got three quarters I'm to do that here. They, these it. guys I, won't look, they don't look at him they don't look at him the fourth quarter i understand it okay you need to focus on the game you're you're trailing okay but I'm with you. Yeah, those first three quarters, this guy has to get shots up, regardless. If he's not doing it, you got to force the issue. They don't look at him ever, ever. Yeah. They know they do not look at him. It's like I didn't want I I didn't want to pick this guy on the team. He's the last guy there. I'm pissed that I have to play with him. I'm not gonna pass him the ball. That literally is what it looks like. Like it's playground ball, and you're like, yeah. ugh, I got stuck with him. 
You're Fine, right. but I'm not giving him the ball. Never. We, we, we hit hard on that play on Friday where they got him around a screen and he got a nice three-point look there. And I asked him about it yesterday. I was like, you know, do, do you need more of those? And he was very much like, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of those as a rookie. But he should. Bobby, because yeah, that's – What the F is up with that? It was crazy. I couldn't believe you said that, Bob. The, the usage <laughs> of these role players. I've been irked <laughs> about this for – I've been irked about this for a few weeks now. The stagnancy, the you know, un- inability to integrate these guys, even if they all stink. If Grant Neesmith, Pritchard, all these guys say they're just the worst players in the world, they're still not doing a ton to get them involved and put them in Do you think they know train. his first name? Do you think they know his first name? I don't. <laughs> so that's Ricky, the question, John. Ricky. Is this... I have such a hard time when it comes to Brad Stevens' track record looking at him and saying, oh, he's just missing this stuff, or then he's not willing to do it, or he's being – like there's things at play here that are preventing him from doing the things we want him to see, it feels like. And I don't know, have Tatum and Brown just taken over this team to basically play like the Rockets, which That's is what, what we're seeing I'm right saying. now? That's what like, it's have looking they just? If they just completely hijacked the team. Ball, your ball. It's the yeah. worst kind of offense. It's the team you never – the reason we didn't want, like, Harden here is because you didn't want to become this. That guy. And now they're this, you know? Yeah. They're exactly what you don't want. My ball, your ball. You know, you get in those little spells where they work the ball around and they have a high assist game, and you're like, ah, that's how you're supposed to play, and they forget it instantly and go right back to this. And that's, so exactly gonna how they started this, uh, that's exactly how they started against the Pelicans. And it was just like, okay, wait, what are we doing this again? It's like every other game, you, you're seeing a different team out there. One team finishes with 15, 16 assists, similar to what we saw tonight, you know, not that far off. And then the next night, you know, back to 30, you know, well, shooting so records this, being broken. This yeah. is why I had an issue with him being out in the court at the end of the game. It's like, you know you're not going to him. It, you know the Mavericks didn't have a timeout left, so whoever you had out there in the court was going to stay out there in the court. You know you're not going to go to him on offense, and unless you're you're like he's playing his ass a- off though. You got to reward that. No, you don't have to reward that. You play the best. Yeah, you don't you reward him. You play guys who make it, make you win. The defense stinks because they have no intensity. That's I mean, he's got to be out there because he's playing really hard. That's fine, but ultimately you put look. You do it's twofold. You Who's play him certainly because right. playing hard and he's not hurting you on defense. But second, it's because you can only reach your ceiling if you're able to get him confident enough where he becomes a dependable offensive weapon coming off the bench. That's a key. It's a key to this team. You need wings who can score. And you need him to be able to – you're not looking at a Hayward proxy or, or supplement here, but you're looking for somebody to contribute something from that position. And it has to be him. It's on him a little bit too, though. You saw that short roll to Rob where he got him a wide open look on the right wing and he passed it up. You got to be able to take some of those. You know, you got to yeah, be aggressive. Yeah, and he had one right. drive where he probably could have put a shot up and he tried to kick it out to the corner for three and he threw it right to a Maverick as well. So certainly he's playing a little tenor, but that's also because everybody hates him and they won't give him the ball and he's afraid that he's going to have no friends. You know, yeah, like last game, last game, I, I remember vividly Jason Tatum had him wide open in the corner. Looked him right in the eye and was like, nah, and like drove that happened him. Wednesday. <laughs> it's called for an offensive foul. Yeah, exactly. And then like nah. that was the end of it. <laughs> we're, like, seeing nah, an, we're, we're just seeing an amalgamation this week of all the issues of the team in a week's span. Like we've it seen is. these things multiple times. And <laughs> and then I, I look at the shot chart every night. Corrales has done a good job of pointing this out too. The way they get smoked inside on defense every night. 
while also not putting interior pressure on the other team on offense, they took three shots at the rim in the first quarter, right. and it wasn't much better in the second. They don't get inside. Why, yeah, that's why I'm not going to give any credit to this late comeback because right before they came back there, I looked at the box, and it was uh, three-pointers. It was Brown, two of nine, Kemba. Two of nine, Tatum two of eight. They were chucking all night and it wasn't falling and they were settling for crap shots all night long and then they caught fire late to make it a close game. But all game long, all three of those guys were just jacking it. And I know Jalen had uh, other things going for him on his game tonight, just didn't have the shot going. But that Jaylen was. Jalen had two big shots late. Yeah. But that's what they were doing all night. Uh, so again, let's get to it because this is we're starting to hit on something here, and a couple of people in the chat have pointed it out. So this now is my concern. Okay, you know we have Brad unable to uh, Brad can't coach stars or has trouble with stars, and now we have two all stars, and now you're wondering whether these guys are turning into the stars that are going to do the thing that they're going to do on this team and not be able to be coached by a guy like Brad who likes to coach these guys three years ago, but not necessarily now. Are we seeing this as a problem developing? And this is a little bit of low hanging fruit. I understand it. It's not fair to just say, I think these guys are trying their best and not fully sure how to lead this team. I don't think it's full on star ego. However, what one way or the other, it's a matter of control. And at this point, these guys are kind of doing this, and I think he wants that, you know? And this yeah. is where you take control and say, we are this kind of team. This is our identity. This is who I want us to be. This is who I want you to lead us to be, as opposed to go out there and be free, guys, and take your shots, yeah. and that's where you build confidence. I, I don't know that it's working right now. I think you put that together perfectly, John, because I don't think it's a matter of ego, you know, oh, no, I'm this good. I I'm good I don't think that's it. I just I don't. I'm not sure Tatum and Brown, or at least Brown, because that's the that's the guy who's giving me this this message, or at least that's from in my opinion, right? I don't think Brown's crazy about his teammates. I don't, I don't know if he's crazy about the, the talent, or at least you know, I, you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. Yeah, all the no comments. Wise. I don't think it's personal. I just think he's just not you know eager to give out the ball for you know an open Shemi Ojale all the time. You know he's been hinting at whenever there's a question about chemistry or whether whenever there's a question about. Uh, you know, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, what, what went wrong on the offense? You know, breakdown, play breakdowns, no comment. Or uh, I, right. I, I'm not sure how to answer that. It's like he's avoiding that because he doesn't want to spill what exactly is on his mind. You right. know what? A, a week ago, after a loss, he, he talks about how much he believes in this organization and believes in management and that they'll do the right thing. Are you waiting for a big trade here, Jalen? And, and if that's the case, all right, that's fine. You are just like the rest of all the other Celtics fans are. But at the same time, how happy are you going to be after that happens, right? Whatever Danny puts together or whatever people kind of pieces he, he brings onto this team, how is Jalen going to respond to that, you know? And how is the team going to respond to it as a whole? But yeah, so that's definitely crossed my mind, John, for sure, because, you know, Jalen, Tatum, these guys have been underneath Brad's wing for quite some time now. Who's to say that they won't reach a point where they say, you know what, let's do things differently. Let's do things our way now because I don't believe in this personnel or the way the direction this team is going in. Well, let me ask you guys. There's a couple people in the chat here, and I wonder this. And again, I, I'm not trying to stir crap, but 
the, the you are, but I like it. I like what you're doing. I'm not trying because I don't believe it's one thing necessarily. I don't have an agenda here. I just wonder, okay? And so the no comments that Brown, and again, for people not necessarily like in tune with what we're talking about, he's had a couple of press conferences, post-game press conferences last week or so, where he's been asked questions just about general basketball-related stuff, not hot topics like, is Brad on the hot seat and do you still respect your coach? Just like, how's the ball movement? Really innocuous stuff. And he's no commented it. Stuff, man. Like, it really, really lo- simple stuff. And he's no commented those answers. And that makes people's mind race. That's the stuff that Kyrie used to do with this faux intellectual, you know, I'm above it all cryptic nonsense where he'd act, you know, and he'd say something. And you have to chase and interpret what did he mean by that? Who was he talking about? Was this directed at someone? Was that a shot at Brad? So now Jalen's doing it. And you got a couple people in the comments here saying, uh, you know, we're all saying, Josue, you mentioned, I think it's the bench. A couple of people in the comments saying, I think it's Tatum. I don't know. I thought you think that they're close. They've said things before in the past, but I don't know. What if he's the other night really freaked me out where two, two games, three games ago, he only had 11 shots in a game. Then he came out last game and in the first quarter, literally shot like 13 times in the first quarter. And that to me felt like a, I didn't get mine last game. I'm getting it now. And mm-hmm. That feels a little grabby, you know, like I'm getting mine when I can, because who knows when I'm going to get it again. It could be Brad's not working me in. Brad's not telling these yeah. guys to work the ball to me or this guy's dominating the ball too much. And I just get left out. And so I don't know. And I, it's weird when that happens. I, I saw I, a little bit of that in the fourth quarter, actually, John, tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he got that, the ball. He knew he wasn't, he wasn't passing. He wasn't going to go fake. He was going straight right. to the rim or, or taking a shot. Yeah. So yeah, I see. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Bob. No, so yeah, okay. Go, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I see Kem. I see Kemba's arrival as something that's set Brown off his pace a little bit here. We're not seeing him on the ball as much. They're trying to get Kemba going, and that's been more of a conflict to me than anything going on between Tatum and Brown. But I generally like the approach of Brown. Like defensively, he's had some lapses in this last week, and who hasn't on this team sure. this year? But he gets his head downhill. I know we never talk about him on here. So, like, you got to give him credit for those two ginormous shots he hit where he gets into the lane. First one was that nice elbow jumper. Second one, he got all the way to the rim. He always is going downhill, which is what we need to see here more often. But he doesn't have the ball in his hands enough. So, like, you can look at that and say, like, oh, he needs to – he needs his shots. He needs his luck. He needs his points. Yeah. No, he's generally awesome, all-star player who they're better with the ball in his hands. So, so like, and this is why I keep advocating have Kemba almost entirely well, off the ball. Why can't we have nice things? Like, why is it that the arrival of a of a borderline all-star guard is bad? You know, like, you know, right. can these guys not play with more than one other town? Ta- like. It can't be both. You can't look around and say there's not enough talent there, but also when you work more talent into this team, it throws off their rhythms. Like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be you want to be Harden and Westbrook and play that style? And you guys have the ball all the I time. I don't think Brown you plays that way. A way to play with talent around you, like it's you're driving talent out the door right now because right. they don't have a big enough role. And like Kemba coming back should be good. And it's throwing Brown off his game because people aren't getting the ball enough. Like, I, I, that's a crap excuse for me. Right. And so I, I mentioned this last show. It's like 
a lot of really, really good players have come and gone from this Celtics team, and you're kind of you're essentially building around Jason uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You better hope that they're good enough to be the centerpieces of this team, because like you said, just said, John, when you're adding other good players, they should be able to coexist and 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 mesh together and get better. You're adding good players to the mix, get better and. Believe it or not, I thought Shaq, Shaq said something before the game. I was watching the TNT broadcast, <laughs> and he he said Kemba needs to be selfishly unselfish. Which I'm not sure if that makes any sense, but what he was saying was Kemba needs to obviously get Jalen Brown involved, right? Because they're important, but he also needs to play his game. He needs to get himself involved. He needs to look for his shot. You he has to. Ask, you can't ask Kemba Walker to completely change how he. Yeah, you can. Kemba Walker. No, you can't, Bobby. He's not as good as Jalen Brown. He's not even close. I know, That's but not it, what that, it's about. but then he becomes then he becomes useless. Then he becomes just another guy. No, another he'll guy. have to become useful he's another way. Just another guard, Bobby. He's just Bobby. Another guard, Bobby. So you, you you can't you can't you can't sign Kemba Walker and then say don't be Kemba Walker anymore. Sorry. You, yeah, you, you can when he goes to become a thirty-four percent shooter. It's not going to work that way. He, he still has to get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum involved, obviously. And I'm sure he's well aware of that. And he, and he does. You know, I think he works on doing that. But he still has to get himself involved. And they have to get him involved. That's how this is going to work. You can't bring in a, a, an all-star player and say, hey, we want you to do a complete 180 on who you are. And, uh, you know, get out there and, you know, let's, let's win some games. It's just not going to work that way. He still, well, he's, I, as I a inter- point guard, he needs to do what's best for the team. But he also needs to part of what's doing best for the team is getting himself going and putting himself in a position to succeed and to play well. That's how he's going to turn this thing around for himself. So the first three quarters, obviously he struggled tonight, but in that fourth quarter, you saw a Kemba Walker. That's the Kemba Walker that you brought to Boston. The, the Kemba Walker that hits the trailing three pointer, the Kemba Walker that drives to the drive to the rim and, and, you know, takes a three pointer and gets fouled and hits the free throw. That's you need 20 plus points from Kemba Walker every night. You're not going to get that if you if you make him sacrifice everything he's known to be for the sake of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who at the moment don't appear interested in getting that many other people involved, by the way. Five assists from Brown tonight. He turns it over oh a little God, bit. He's in the first year being a facilitator, he's he's done a phenomenal job on the ball. And we do you think they just handed Brown an all-star bid over Trey Young and some of these like there's nothing about Brown that's turning eyeballs toward the game. He earned this with a phenomenal first half that was largely driven by him being on the ball and making this team better. It's been a ma- and we talked about this when it happened. It was going to yes, be a but massive also Bobby challenge. Was shooting at an unsustainable clip. His, and again, we shared this. We shared this on our text thread again t- t- today. He's been a below average shooter. Uh, uh, for the last 14 games after going at a ridiculous clip. The truth is somewhere in the middle, which is what he was doing early was obviously made that much greater by the fact that he literally couldn't miss a shot from anywhere. I mean, he was making the lowest percentage shot in basketball at a 62% clip. I mean, it's just impossible to do what he did. So that mask, not masked it, but look, if he was doing what he was doing, Shooting, but shooting twenty three times a game and only making eight or nine of them, we'd be like, "Well, Brown's really friggin' hunting for his shot, huh?" So, again, he's somewhere in the middle right now, which is 
you know, some some games great, some games he's had he's 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 shot a few he's duds. Struggling recently, recently. absolutely. You know? and that's, that's because fine. Again, he's not he's struggling. Shots. He's down from being the best scorer in the league, which is where he was to start the year. He's, he's not struggling. Shots. He's forcing shots now, and he's taking tougher shots. They're just not dropping. Before they were dropping. I still I'm love not, him. Like I said, Bobby, not he's not. He made another leap here. He has to have the ball in his hands, and I like the fact that he's the most aggressive of all. Uh, I think he was going. I think he was breaking guys down a little bit better before. But again, I think it's it's almost that the curse of hitting hitting the shot, that mid range shot, hitting it as frequently as he was, you start to settle for it. And I think he's kind of finding his way back into things right now because, you, yeah, that was. It, no. It just he was taking too many of those and he was making all of them. I liked Paul Jalen, who was going to the basket friggin' left and right. And I like this version too, but like I said, he was just shooting in an unsustainable clip for too long. Right. I mean it's good that he's adding that to his game. And and let's be honest, he, he was the best player on the Celtics tonight. So I mean we're not He was clearly you know, the best player tonight. Yeah, I mean it, what I just talked about was was about Kemba getting Kemba Walker going. It wasn't it wasn't really a shot I mean, it wasn't a knock yeah, on I, Jalen Brown. But yeah, these I guys just, all need these guys all need to be functioning together. It, it can't be this guy needs to sacrifice for this guy and this guy needs to – they all need to be able to play their style of the game. So, so they're all going to have to figure that out. So can we go back because we, we keep running into this situation and for some reason, like, you know, when he has a couple of good games, we're like, oh, all that Kemba slander wasn't warranted. And then he has two shit games in a row. And, again, he, came, he bounced back last night. But if we're – Bobby, at the beginning of the show you said – Kemba's not the issue right here. And now just recently you said Kemba is the issue because they're not playing as well with him back into the flow of things. So again, what are we doing here with Kemba? And obviously he lit it up late and, and made up for what was not a great uh, night for him. But is he a problem or is he part of the solution? I think he's getting closer to being the solution. He's picking up this off-ball activity faster than I thought he would. You know, cutting back on, funneling out a nice pass to Tatum during that comeback. You know, the, the first shot he hit there was a bit of a heave. You know, fortunately got fouled on it. And then the third one was a nice rhythm shot in transition. I see him shooting better off the catch, which is where he needs to get to here. Now, Walker came here as an explosive offensive player, but I never knew him as a great facilitator. You know, this isn't – even Kyrie Irving was a better facilitator than Kemba. He was able to spray the ball a little bit, sometimes be that pure point guard on certain nights if he put his mind to it. But Kemba – Ooh, God. you hate to see that. You yeah, really, that. truly hate yeah. to see that happen. I can't see you know, Bobby needs to do something with his Wi-Fi, man. Like, it's getting ridiculous, yeah. you know? It is. The <laughs> Wi-Fi is unexcusable, Bobby. Jeez. What Bobby, you always do this, bro. Come on, man. Take too hot for <laughs> Wi-Fi. Go ahead, Bobby. You still got the floor. You still yeah, got the floor. I, I was just saying, if he's going to be on the ball – He's got to increase his ability as a facilitator because you don't see Brown scoring off him. It's always just right into the shot attempt. And that's why I'm not going to rip Brown because Brown's putting his mind to passing and getting the ball around. I don't see what the Jeff Goodman source saw when it comes to Brown, at least. You know, we see Tatum stopping the ball a little bit. We certainly see it with Kemba. And now Kemba's done a better job. That's what I'm giving him credit for and being an off-ball scorer, shooter, those kind of things. But if he's going to be on the ball, playmaking as much as he is and he was tonight... He's got to do a better job spreading the ball around himself. Like the ball needs to be in the hands who get the ball popping, who push in the transition. And he did a little bit of that tonight. You know, we know Peyton Pritchard does that to some degree, but it just can't stop. Like what 
what you described, John, everybody getting involved and everybody getting theirs, that's got to come from ball movers. That's got to come from facilitators. And maybe that's something they have to bring in maybe from the outside. Maybe even a coach. <laughs> you know, Bobby, that's a good point because I think the only person that I feel – I shouldn't say the only person, but one of the uh, – the person that in the second quarter of this game that I felt like, okay, wow, this is the cleanest brand of basketball I've seen from the Celtics offense was when it was Payne Pritchard. Uh, what Pritchard was played good in that first half. Well, do you remember that second quarter I'm talking about, though? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was Pritchard, Neesmith, uh, I want to say uh, Kemba, right? And Rob. maybe maybe one, one more starter, and that was it. Yeah, Rob and maybe Thompson was out there off front. But it was just clean, crisp basketball, you know, no turnovers. Pritchard uh, got <laughs> He ended the run with a three-pointer in the corner. They called timeout, and I felt like uh, that was a little bit of a preview of what the future is going to look like when Pritchard eventually is the point guard of this team. But I'm getting it too ahead of myself. But listen, like, again. Is that an adjustment? Pritchard, Could they do that? Can you keep that on the, you know, can, you, can that be consistent for this team? Like, that little part of the second quarter, like, why can't we get that all the time? And I'm not saying it has to be Pritchard, but, like, but that sort of brand of basketball where, you know, four or five possessions, you know, no turnovers and, and, and aggressive defense. That's nothing, too. That lineup played a lot of defense between him and Neesmith, a lot of energy. Could they – you voted this, Jimmy. Could they empower Pritchard in that role a little bit more? Like, could they start him in that role to get him in that Didn't rotation he? more often? Didn't we talk about at least for now when they did? I don't like the bench though. That's the thing. When they did, he was a coward. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't go well. He was. They only gave it one shot. He didn't play the same. Maybe when Smart Smart comes back, maybe starting tomorrow. I want to see Pritchard starting tomorrow. I don't want to see this Javante Green. No offense, but I I just don't. I want to see they have to tomorrow. They have to Teague Um, time. Why do they have yeah, to? You guys see, you guys see T chilling with Marcus Smart. Like he knew he wasn't playing today. He was just chilling. Yeah. He was just shooting the shit. Do not play T tomorrow, please. Wait, wait, I, Bobby. I want... Why can't Pritchard start tomorrow? No, I agreed with you. I say you should. Oh, okay, good. Tomorrow's the Teague game. <laughs> you slamming your hat. Richard versus. You made, I want Jimmy Richard versus Trey. Car hard off. He was pissed. That's great. Right back to Atlanta. Thirteen losses in twenty games, and now they're not going to have Kemba again. Like. This, this could just get even worse right around the corner here. Some more tough games before the break. Pacers, Raptors, this they they needed tonight bad. Like they needed to finish off that comeback, get a little momentum, feel good about themselves. Yeah. Even if it was even if it didn't impress John, it would have been probably a feel good moment for the team. You'd be happy with it. I think we'd be right. I'd still be equally critical of everything that led up to it and say they escaped. It's good to get bad win. It's good to it's a sign of a good team is you win when you play poorly. That's great. You, you need the, you need a few of those under your belt. So you, you, take them when you can get them. I, I just think the issues would have been the same. All right, I'm moving to it. Okay. So um, th- we were having this conversation earlier today. Oh, here okay? we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> okay. So Rob, Rob Williams. Okay? Just, just explain yourself. Just let Jimmy explain himself because okay, I don't so, get it. So here it is, no, okay? No, don't rehash Rob Williams, everything you guys went through. Don't rehash everything. Not all of it. But Rob Williams, who many of us who had a phenomenal game last game, okay? But he only played 16 minutes in regulation, okay? Plays all five in overtime. He was an absolute force, okay? Questions about why he's not playing as much. And Brad Stevens says, well, we're managing him. We think we're going to ramp him up as the season goes along, okay? And – Jimmy and I call call bullshit on this because 
never at, bullshit, in, never at any point in the season, though we know Rob has a hip injury, never at any point in the season was it mentioned that Rob's minutes are being managed. And I feel that this is a bit of revisionist history where Brad is like, oh, yeah, I probably should have played him more. But we can say here that it's the hip and we're managing him and we'll ramp him up. And I, I don't I'm not buying it. OK, I think both things can be true. They're managing his hip. But even 20 to 22 or 24 minutes a game would also be low enough minutes where you wouldn't be overworking him to a point that that it would be an issue. He's averaging 15 minutes a game. And then coming off of a clearly impactful game where, again, he shows he's making splash plays left and right, and he's your most impactful big, he plays 14 friggin' minutes again tonight. Okay? And, again, I'm not going to say he's the reason they lost or not lost. I just don't understand what's going on with Rob Williams here. I don't understand it. And I don't either because when you're when you're managing minutes, first of all, usually there's a plan. You know, it's not like it's not been no secret that they've been managing Kemba Walker's minutes. They'll explain the build up, the game's off, and where he's at. Never once was it mentioned by Rob. And when you look at the game, the game log, it's not like the minutes have been steadily trickling up. You know, to a point where okay, he's. You know, the hip is at a point now where it's, he's more comfortable. We've never heard anything about it. The minutes are just low all around. And if this is a guy who can only give you 12 minutes a game for the rest of his career, then what are we even doing here? I, I, I find it hard to believe that that's the case. I think what John said, it's easy to say, oh, you know, look back now and say, well, the way this guy has been playing, we probably should have been playing him a lot more than we have been. So, you know, well, at the same time, you know, I guess, you know, his hit might not be exactly where we wanted it to be. So, yeah, we're, we're taking it a little bit easy on him a little bit, you know. But have, have, let me ask you guys a question. Have you seen once a point in the game where Rob looks like he's laboring or favoring a hip or in any sort of pain? I mean, when he's skying up for dunks and blocks like he did tonight. That's I not what it's about. If that was the case, they'd be screwed. I certainly don't seem to think that he's, you know, really, like, troubled out there i think he could handle more minutes than what he's been getting right that's what i'm saying is even if he were on a minutes restriction we've we've never heard about we know he has a hip issue but even if he were on a minutes restriction which we've never heard specifically that that's the case he's a role player he's not kemba the minutes restriction took care of itself that's m-h bobby what you got insanely low he could be on a minutes restriction with 20 this is the craziest theory i've ever heard it's not a theory he's 14 minutes is insanely low if you could be on a minutes restriction and play 20 to 22 minutes a game that would be low that's not a lot 14 minutes a game what are we talking about here and so again I, i'm, it, I'm not gonna not go like it's ticking up it's just been consistent it's like 8, 10, 12. He went eight, 23 10. on Sunday. He played the whole he overtime. 21 and it was 16 in regulation. Yeah, and then he got the whole overtime. He I made know, you guys happy and he was still freaking out. <laughs> so why are they not managing the minutes once overtime comes? Now they don't have to manage the minutes anymore because it's important overtime minutes? No, because they were already limited to that point. That's what I'm talking about. There's not this revisionist history where there wasn't a minutes restriction before. The minutes restriction took care of itself because he's a backup center. He's not Kemba Walker where there needs to be a plan and a funnel throughout the game. Tonight there was what a little bit more. Of a... He shouldn't be a backup center, and now we're right, using a... this excuse for why he hasn't played more. He's we're a actually backup saying center. he should start and play 25 to yeah. 30 minutes a game. 
Now, no, they've reached the center because he's way too good to be playing him. 14 minutes a game. Well, also, Bobby, you know, the last few months he's had a handful of opportunities or more than that to, to address this when the, the way the, the um, he's been questioned, the, the, the two bigs starting, whether it was just the bigs in general, the, he's had so many opportunities to point this out. It would have clarified a lot of uh, a lot of uh, these questionings in the last couple of months from from these reporters. And yeah, I, I think that it was a little bit of both, honestly. You know, I think he, I think yeah, he he's in that role to come off the bench. Obviously, uh, someone like that is not going to average over twenty minutes. But to Brad conveniently just use this right when you know he's at the peak of, or at least he's starting to he's starting to, to take start. off. Yeah, so it's like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to ramp up his minutes, or at least I don't want to announce it. I'm just going to throw this in. A, yeah, I'm. I'm it's a it little. Was- Dubious. It was very yeah. questionable timing to be like, oh, yeah. I mean, very questionable, didn't, yeah. Didn't I tell you guys? Oh, yeah, totally. Minutes restriction. He's been on this. <laughs> it's 30 games into the year. I, oh, I must have said it at some point. No, never. It's bold. Listen. This guy has never played more than 24 minutes in his career. And that's what we're it's, talking about. He should so, be. So it never I mean, had to be really addressed. You really We've only point a player does play more minutes than what he's averaged over his career, right? That has to happen in order for that number to tick up. Yes, but the hip thing's always been there. The day he got drafted, we found out he had a lower body blood flow condition, which is a big reason that he fell back in the draft. Like this, we've known that Rob's an injured wreck. That's why he fell the 27th, and they have to manage that. And you don't get there by waiting then it was until. A bad pick. Then it was a until... bad pick then. No, it, the pick was what it was. You got a top 10 talent at 27. So there's going to be issues you there. Whether it's eight minutes a game. So what's the point <laughs> of having it? Well, you're pretty much getting what you're getting at this point. I, this notion, I don't know where more. you guys are getting. He missed two games at the beginning of the month with hip pain. And so management and isn't about. with knee pain. And he played 36 minutes his next game back. Yeah. We're not saying that, we're not saying that there might not be an issue or an existing injury or some level of... There is one. He missed 34 games with it last year. He can play more than 14 minutes a game and still be managed. So tonight, let me kick it to tonight because I don't want to rehash all of this. What they did tonight is they held him the seven through the first three quarters to get him the whole entire fourth quarter. Now they get to that fourth quarter. He makes a few bad plays. He makes a few good plays early, rather. Does the foul? I don't know why they got away from him in the fourth quarter, but it looked like they had a plan set up to extend him deep into the fourth quarter, and he wasn't able to do it for some reason or another. Now, I didn't like turning to Thompson in that spot because it didn't go well for Thompson either, <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. Notice I haven't even said his name, by the way. I made this is my what, points without trashing Thompson. I want credit for that. I this is what I'm talking about here. The reason yeah, yeah. there's no management plan to be heard of is because they have a center rotation and it just takes care of itself. Like, I don't, I just don't Does know where that comes from. My point is, we've known about the hip thing for a year now. So it's evidently real and it's been part of their, it's been on their radar for a long time. No, that's again, the point we're trying to make is. I don't believe minutes are the reason Rob isn't playing. I believe that Brad still has well, it's a mix of both. Yeah. a confidence issue where for some reason he's not seeing that the good far outweighs the bad and he falls into comfortable patterns by putting these clunky big men, like putting Thompson in there because he under it fits 
more of what he understands for what a player should be doing. And he's just not seeing that Rob is making plays left and right, both ends of the floor, nonstop and should be in there more minutes. I do, It's a strange security blanket he has right. relying on these old reliables that are not making you better. That's what it comes down to is Tristan Thompson does not make you better. He's, he's serviceable. But Rob, you have a team right now struggling to be better than average, and Rob does things that makes you measurably better all the time. So you run with him, you roll with him, and you live with it. Okay, that's why he's not playing because Brad is comfortable with the other guys, not because of the minutes restrictions. It's both. I mean, the hip thing exists. I don't know how you. I can. know it does, but not exists, to the point. That but- he should, you could play 20 minutes and still be fine. He could get up to 20 to 23, but I don't think he had the sizable impact on this game that he did on well, Sunday. I'm not even specific, this game specifically, but he still, even. But in that's a, my point. It changes every single game because they have so many options inside. There's so many different kind of matchups. They're not a team that's going to run a guy 35 minutes. You know, Tice is that good certain nights, but Rob's never that good. You know, like it, it, never it's never allowed both. to be. 20 to 23 minutes is like a 30% increase in his minutes. That would be great. I don't think any one of us would be complaining if he was averaging 20 to 23 minutes. He's averaging 14 or whatever it is, and he's still putting up per 36 numbers that are right near the top of the league. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's like, okay, how – It's so little. This is These are Grant Williams' minutes for arguably right. like your third most impactful player at this point in time. It is so low. It is you such a, a little amount of time to make an impact. So I'm going to leave it like this. Tonight, there's nights where you're right. There's nights where you're not right about this, and it changes on a constant basis. And Stevens pretty much just runs it off field. And I trust that because I, I just haven't seen Rob. I, and you're right. He hasn't gotten the opportunity either. But, again, tonight was a night where they set him up for those fourth quarter minutes and it didn't go the way they thought it was going to. They lost ground there and they got behind by more and Thompson was playing okay. Tice ultimately closed this game pretty well. So my point is you guys make it seem like Rob is miles and miles ahead of Tice and Thompson, where in fact he's probably just a little bit ahead of Thompson and a little bit behind Tice. And that's the situation they're in. Disagree. And he barely, and he barely plays. And for the people saying, Rob isn't gonna. Rob isn't the answer. We're not saying that's the answer, but it might be part of the answer. It might be part of the solution. Don't forget, your team is one game below 500 right now. For everybody in the comments section, it might be time to switch things up a little bit. Maybe start Rob, or maybe play him a little bit more. Maybe play Pritchard. Maybe start Pritchard tomorrow. Yeah, let's keep doing this. This is going great. Yeah, every yeah, like the dude, centers aren't the reason. They're part of it. It's one fifth of the freaking lineup out there at any given play moment. the good players play the good well, players try that I mean, the, the, play the, the good players we can have <laughs> i mean there's one big man that's that's clearly outshined or at least adds another dimension and makes this team look different right you know i just think he gives them an edge when he's out there and it's just making mm-hmm. trying to turn those stretches of Difference good Robert minutes into the norm i think is what the yes, I, think exactly. John I want that all yeah. the time i want the difference makers in order, all the in time order to, in order to get there they want to see 20 minutes a night yeah. minutes, 
that's fair. I think if, it's if fair. You're saying, right. If you're that's saying, the thing. Like, he wasn't the he reason tonight together. because he played 14 minutes. If he played 26 minutes, who knows how the game could have changed? We don't know. You punted on that opportunity, which makes no sense to me. It's similar. It's similar to the conversation we have with Pritchard. We know he's making a substantial impact and does things that they need, but they need it in rotation, and they have accommodated him to some degree. I mean, he never has to play double big. They've done that with Thompson and Tice to get him solo bench minutes, rotation bench minutes with Tatum. They've done a lot to get Rob going. Like I just it's setting him up with 30, 35 minutes the some way some people want to isn't the answer that you think it is like I just, and I love him. I hate to make the argument against them because I do think you need to see what he has. They're about to make an extension with him there. There's a way to do this, but I don't know. Like, how do you guys want to see this happen? I know you want to take away all those Thompson minutes and just throw them in the trash in a very but... simple way. <laughs> easiest way possible. I would, I would directly flip the Thompson and Rob minutes. No question about it. I would have Rob at the 22, 23 minute Mark and Tristan at the 14, 15 minute Mark without question, without question. I, I I'm, I'm stunned. We're even having a debate whether that's the right move. If you want to still say Tice is the most complete and reliable, Fine. He's still not the best playmaker, and there are days where Rob is miles ahead of him, but Tice is more consistent. You want to make him your number one because you know what you're going to get more nights than not. Fine. I'll concede that even though I'm not all the way on board. I actually would like to see an experiment for 10 games having Rob start and play 25, 28 minutes a game as the number one big and see if that makes a difference. But there's no question I would flip the Rob and Tristan minutes 100%. So you guys have a good point. I'm not going to completely deny it, but I do wonder tonight specifically why they got away from those fourth quarter minutes because I saw the plan coming in the picture there. When he only had seven going in the fourth and he came in to start the fourth, I said, all right, he's going to play the whole fourth. But he didn't. And Joe Sway, like, I, why did they switch to Thompson at that point? I know he had that foul on Collie Stein that wasn't great, but he had a few good plays there early too. That, that moment kind of confused me. Yeah, I think they just wanted to add. I think Brad wanted more. Welcome. More. We're all wondering that. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that. I can think of, though, is like he just wanted more muscle because he does give you that down low that, you know, that, what was it? Scala kept mentioning it, bully ball, you know, bully ball and down low. And he was doing that. And I think it was helping to a certain extent. But I just thought in that moment, in that fourth quarter, where it seemed like they were minutes away from seeing the game completely unfold, I didn't think that was the right time to, do, to, 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 turn, to, to turn to him, you know. But. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you, you're looking at the fourth quarter and it's like you're not sure who's going to show up. But I think if you put this team in the best position to to string together stops, then it puts you in a position to grab a lead or at least tie things up. And I think Rob is your, your best shot in those in those instances. I'm not saying he always has to finish the game, but I would have liked to see him, you know, just use him throughout most of that fourth quarter with whatever lineup is out there, whatever, whatever four other four guys you got going out. I agree with that tonight. Jimmy, yeah. I'll, I'll ask you, because you've made, you made this point, I, I want to get into this a little bit, that they shouldn't upgrade, that they shouldn't go all in on a trade oh. this year. But you <laughs> also don't want to. Are we going into this right now? Bobby wants to rally the crowd back to his side. Okay. Well, this is – this. this is just beat up on the Rob thing. He wants to bring the people back. Use the TPE. This is connected as well, though, because, Jimmy, you're saying no big trade this year – wait for it but also don't sell you know don't trade kemba yeah don't trade thompson you can't trade kemba he's untradeable 
I don't agree with that. But my point is, if you want more Rob, why not trade Thompson, sell off some pieces here, and open up those minutes for him by trading a Thompson and a Tice? That's not selling off to me. I mean, I think you can trade Thompson and bring in somebody that could help you, like a wing or somebody. So I don't, I don't consider that a sell off at all. What I said in our group chat, and what we what, this was an argument that we had, I think, yesterday, is that if you can't make a trade that makes you better in your eyes than the Sixers or the Nets or makes you a top contender, then you don't waste the TPE and you don't sell your assets for a panic move trade or a quick fix trade that you think might get you out of this slump that you're in. Because that's all you have. Once you use it, it's gone. Once you get those, give those picks away and that TPE away, it's gone. So if, you, if your other alternative is, hey, we have the guys that we have. Let's bring in a, a what I think I said was if they can make a small level trade, sure up a, a, a bench roll. I think Thad Young was the guy I mentioned. Um, go ahead and do that and ride or die with this crew for the rest of the year. And then if you're Danny Ainge, you're in a much better position to improve. You have a lot of you have a lot more answers on where this roster is at. You have a lot more um, suitors. You have a lot more teams that are willing to make a deal because at the deadline, you only have a handful. And you're not trading from a, from a position of power. You're on the opposite end. You're, you're begging for, for help at this point because you want to see if you can make a run here. So if I'm Danny Ainge uh, and I, or Mike Zarin, and I, and I would be stunned if, if they disagree with this, I'm not burning up the phone lines right now trying to drastically improve or change my team. And I'm certainly not selling because when you sell, you just set such a bad, um, you know. You're certainly not selling. You're not selling. selling. You're, you're not bad enough to sell. But, you're not selling. You're fighting you, for a playoff spot, and you're hoping right. to catch fire late. You're exactly, not selling. Exactly. And and you're, and you're saying, you know, well, if one of these teams, one of their players, it's not either down, or. We're still good enough to I roll. I completely with disagree. I mean, what do you disagree with though? Like, what <laughs> what is it that part? you disagree with? What Everything. You so you were saying, make I'm a saying, trade for the sake of making oh, a no. trade. No, I think the position they're in asset-wise mandates that they're going to have to be extra aggressive. And I've talked about this with all my packages. Marcus Smart for John Collins, four firsts for Vucevic, three firsts for Gordon. They have to get aggressive here if they have, if they want a guy, not only because of the trade market, but because of the competition and the lack of assets that they have compared to other teams right now. So you either need to make a aggressive move like that to actually get some of the changes things. I don't want a Thad Young. It's not going to change much at all. Or go in the other direction. There are only two games out of that fourth lottery spot, I believe, at this point. Maybe look for a suitor for Kemba. Maybe look for you know, to move on to Thompson. That's not happening, Bobby. No one's taking that Kemba contract. No one is trading for Kemba. And in fact, we had a report earlier, what we were circulating again on our group, oh, yeah. that everyone that every GM hates Ainge for trying to pass off damaged goods with Walker. No one wants Kemba Walker and his salary and his health condition. He is legitimately untradeable unless you take a crap contract in return. He's not an asset. You can't get something back. A tanking team is not giving away an asset to take on two more years of Kemba. That's <laughs> that's going backwards for them. Why so would anything do you. that? You're, yeah. you're talking about trades that don't exist. You're assuming they don't exist. trades. No one has ever said that he's an option for the Celtics to begin with. If he was on the table, what makes you think the Celtics would have the best package even available for him if he even was an option, which he isn't? Who's so that? You're talking Vucevic. He's the only player that I think the Celtics could acquire 
this year that might actually help him this year and might be somebody that I want to hang on to for a couple seasons. Everybody else is a complete risk. You want to you want to trade Marcus Smart and whoever for John Collins, a player that you risking that you first of all you don't you, you don't know what he's going to provide to the team because it's a risk midseason to make that move. Then you have to pay him a ton of money, it's and then of- you're you yeah. just mortgage your entire future in this current roster with this one player. It looks like you're it looks like you're risking the roster right now the way they're going because you're gonna You're not at some yeah, point how would getting someone like Thad Young risk the roster. Like I, I think the low risk high reward is Danny Ainge written all over it. Like I think that's the more likely thing that's gonna happen. Is that gonna change things all that much though when we look at the, what's wrong with this team right now? You're no, only thinking about this fixable in season. That's the thing. You might yeah. not because I'm not only thinking about this season. Vucevic signed many years. Collins. No, is, what I'm saying is, Bobby, in order to make the trade now, while you're competing with a bunch of other teams, you have to do a massive overpay at this point because that's how deadline deals work. Versus w- waiting into the off season, where, as Jimmy mentioned earlier, you have everybody you can trade with at that point. But right now, it's buyers and sellers, and the amount of sellers out there. There are going to be very few, and the amount of buyers are going to be very high, which means it's going to be an extremely competitive market, which means you're going to pay one and a half times what you normally would to to improve yourself right now. So if you're willing to give away five first-round picks, I mean, gee, I mean, Harden. Yeah, right. What do they need picks for? What do they need picks for? They you're use like, 18 picks in five years. I trade seven right what now I'm for saying someone. Is Screw them all. Harden, James Harden is one of the three best players in basketball didn't cost this. You're going to give five picks for Vucevic and, and current assets and, and I empty the war chest there. You know, like I just right. don't know that that's the right – Just It's to, a panic move. It's, it's the a panic definition move. of a panic move. That's going to be the cost acquisition in the offseason too. I mean, I'll tell but you now. Yeah, but Bob, do you do a, do you do a panic move when you're when your two all stars are locked in for two plus years? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If I don't think a, it's a panic move. It's a necessary move that they didn't make in the off season, and we all said, "Oh, they'll make it they in the season to fix things." They can't undo no, that. We didn't though. all say that. We did not all say that one bit. We did not say that. In <laughs> fact, what me and John have been saying from the start is that t- tamper your expectations with this TPE because everyone just assumes that they can just hand this. Nothing, literal nothingness to a team. And That's my point. You need to be aggressive in what you offer. But you're and the only thing aggressive is going to change the fact that this is what you have. You can be aggressive yeah. as you want. You can. It doesn't matter in the off season. I mean, you're talking about at the deadline, maybe a third of the NBA willing to listen. At the off season, theoretically, every single team is willing to listen and make deals, and they're on the phones trying to improve their team. You have a better idea of where you are as a team. Contracts coming up. Up the books coming on the books and if you're you can make a better decision based around the future of your team whether or not Kemba Walker is is included or not you might even have a better chance of trading him in a package than if he has a full season of health and you know the shooting ticks up a notch or two here so again another uh, the rest of the season if they ever decide to play Rob maybe he becomes a more worth an asset worth more in the offseason so you it makes more sense and you might actually have more to trade with if you hold on to these guys and just hope that this team turns it around a little bit, maybe you pick up a guy at the trade deadline, maybe you pick up a buyout candidate, and you're still – the talent is still is there with this Celtics team. It's not like they're not a talented team. They're not playing together right now. But if you don't want to make a massive trade that's a panic move only to have Brooklyn run the table in the playoffs anyways, and then you're sitting there with nothing to do in the offseason. 
You the other problem, that, Bobby, is I don't know that any of these guys we that, that we're talking about are available. You know, right? And that's the other thing is there's, there's a strange fantasy land around the Celtics trades here of like, how about this guy? And like, you know, we're talking about people. How people about until very recently, you're talking about Julius Randle. The guy's a freaking all star, and the Knicks are half game behind you in the playoff hunt. Like, what are we talking about here? That guy's unattainable. Unattainable. Harrison Barnes. Sacramento also, again, they are in a little losing tailspin right now. Why would they trade him? You know, like you have to, like I said, the analogy for me That's is. That's why you get aggressive. Up to, walking up to a random house. What does that even mean? Thing. I know you like living here, but can I give you a bunch of money to move? You know, like these yeah. guys. That's are my young. point, John. My point is you get aggressive to entice these teams to make moves. When I threw out that smart uh, Collins deal to a Hawks writer, he said no-brainer for both teams. And I feel like that's what the kind of trade it is but for both that's teams. A, that's not that's not aggressive. That's the Hawks writer that, said no-brainer. Kind of what does that flip. tell you about Collins? That's a coin flip. Like mm-hmm. that's I don't know that that makes you better. It's aggressive in the sense that you're doing something for the sake of something, but it is almost panicky to make a move that you don't actually think is gonna make you better. No, it's not panicky to offer fair value for a trade. And this is what like I thought you guys didn't like this about Ainge, that he was just waiting for the perfect deal to come all around. Especially with his asset base right now, there is no perfect deal and there's probably no fair value deal for him right now. He has to pay more right now for deals he didn't make in the past. And that includes your Turner one that he want you want him to do so bad and maybe that was the deal you know like ultimately if yeah. if they do nothing and stand pat i'm gonna be right See, on your train that's what i was gonna say we were we were giving him crap for not being aggressive before the season started you know when not you had same. you know the the trade on the table whether it, it is the same not, because they move it forward it's not we're not sign thompson and t like these are the moves it, that we're questioning you know it's not the it. same we were criticizing danny for not blinking, thinking he had more leverage than he did. Not It wasn't lack of aggression. We thought he misread the situation, which is they're going to come back to me because there's nothing else here. Maybe he thought there wasn't a Charlotte deal, didn't believe in New York, thought eventually I'll be able to squeeze a little more out of Indiana because it's really the only dance partner out there, and, and I know it. And, and he might have misread it. We don't fully know. Charlotte might have been there the whole time, and Indiana might not have been real. And Danny might, in fact, have known – there's nothing I can do. He doesn't want to come here and he's going where the money is and it's there. And he might've known that too. So we don't know that where we've chastised Danny in the past is hoarding assets that could have been spent on a slam dunk. Okay. If a slam dunk presents itself, you know, like we were talking about young Jalen and a draft pick for Kawhi, like a star. Okay. And at the time people are like, that's a bona fide star. Are you telling me you're not going to trade who knows what, assets down the road the brooklyn pick the memphis pick for that that seems asinine but when you're talking about players like harrison barnes or even vucevic who's having a great year for absolutely everything imaginable you are now overpaying perhaps a little bit no it's not the same because different teams have different situations and different needs the magic are an awful team that need multiple shots i don't know that they need I also don't have any faith that anybody wants a bunch of picks in the 20s because, as I said, the one it's different now. The draft's much different. And the Celtics aren't in the 20s right now. They're what, teens? And now they are. But at the end of the when day – When you trade for Vucevic, you assume that they're going to remain in the teens. That would totally make the trade – Maybe. Maybe that's how the other team feels about Again, it. Again, look, any deal – You don't, since we don't know what the deal is, you might see something and say, that was right. I think the point Jimmy is making, Bobby, is that it's – you're. You can't just say if he doesn't do something, 
I'm going to be furious because it's going to be a throwaway. It has to be the right deal. Well, think of the cost. Player has to make you better, and 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 can't be panicky just based on trying to salvage this season. That's not the most important thing. When you have Tatum and Brown long term, you 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 have to look at how am I going to make myself better during this period of time that I have these guys, and that could be recognizing. There's nothing to be done this year, but I could really make a big splash in the offseason. I might so that's, That was the other side of my argument. If you think that's what's going on here, then be patient with Brad. I don't want to see a panic Brad firing. Sell off some pieces to make the team a little bit worse. Get young guys more minutes like you want to. And take a step back. Maybe go into the lottery. Like If no. you're going to tank this year, no. No. don't just you're make it tanking. a... You're not tanking and you're not selling. You're when gonna- a first round exit be a tank year, essentially? It's not an extreme. That's the point is you're just- You have to in this league. You you're, have to be one or the other in this you're league. You're not. It's not. You're just going to- There's no difference between drafting 14 and 17, okay? You're just going to play the best that you can. And sometimes for most teams, there's no deadline deals. You just play out the string and that's that. It sucks if it sucks if you're a team stuck in the middle with no hope of ever climbing. Yeah. You know yeah. you're an also ran always. You're not that if you're the Celtics. It could be a down year, but just like Philly had a down year last year. Okay. And now they're in the tops of the Eastern Conference. You can be the Celtics with these two stars and 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 jump right back into it n- next they're year. Already- Right. The and, best and way to do that would be to have a great pick to either use or flip. So again, I don't want to sit in the middle here. I don't want a Thad Young that's not going to move the needle at all more than like one or two games. I don't want to lose in the first round, which is what this is looking like right now. I'd rather well, drop. That's fine. If it happens, it happens. Again, you if you're a GM and you're team building, you're going to look at a 10-year window and you're going to say, I want to make – I, I want to – move forward seven of those years and three of those years I might stay flat but you can't always like this is something like the Red Sox used to do they would freak out chase whatever recognize our starting pitching sucked and then go overpay for John Lackey recognize our offense is bad and then go overpay for Pablo Sandoval and and, and Hanley Ramirez I agree with you do dumb things like that and you react to the now without looking at the whole picture you do you, you you really shortchange yourself you're looking at a larger picture than just this season. If there's something to be done this season that makes you better now and in the future, you do it. If you're, you only oversell and overpay for a championship if you know you're knocking on that door. And that's why Jimmy said is, even if you make that deal, you don't know if you can overcome Philly in the nets. So why overpay to make yourself marginally better and lose in the second round? It doesn't make sense. You, you don't have to. to build a team for the, for, for the long run. That's my argument. And if you don't do that, if you can't do that, sell and go the other way. The worst thing you can do with this year, the worst thing you can do with this year is sit in the middle. Like that would be devastating now and in the future. What are you selling that you're getting value? Kemba, Thompson, Tice. trade Kemba. What are you getting for Trin Thompson and Daniel Tice that's going to make those? Those guys have more value to you than anything you're getting in trade. I disagree with that. Definitely went over 200 text messages. Definitely. Just want to add that. (laughs) Well, we need to we need to hash this out, Joe Sway. Do you? Because these guys aren't listening to me at all. All right. Well, go ahead. I thought you want me. You're you. You're just. I don't think. 
<laughs> I don't think you guys realize that they are two games out of the fourth I don't think you place in the lottery. Spelling, the way you're saying it actually doesn't get you anything. If you offered I'm not talking about getting I'm not talking about getting a Brooklyn Hall for those guys. I'm talking about freeing up minutes for young guys. Sinking a little lower. Well, first of all, guys, first of all, the three of you, you guys you guys are completely on not on the same page when it comes to the value of these guys. So whether we're talking Kemba or any of the three bigs, you're never going to get past this conversation because Bobby has a value that's different to, than what you have for, for for those three guys. No, I'm not saying you're going to get a great haul for those guys. I'm saying clear them out, take some extra losses now, get in a much better draft position, play young guys like you guys want. You want Neesmith, you want Rob. That's the way to get there. It's not going to be – And do that to Brown – to Brown and Tatum. Right. What are they doing to right. them right now? They're you 15 and 16. You can't you can't send a message that this season is lost to these guys. Right. You cannot do that. Absolutely not. You don't do that with this. That, that, you, tank, you tank when you have nothing. You tank that, on the old This is how guys demand no trades. You cannot tank with stars like this. Absolutely not. They're That's already tanking, demand, demand to be shipped out of town. It's un... You, you absolutely can't do it. You have to remove that from your thinking. You can't tank with these guys. So, what, I mean, what's, not what's worth, the difference? It's, Can, not worth, it's not worth going up, you know, three or four draft picks by totally pissing off... It's not three or four. And, it's going from, like, 17 to four. The way the standings no, are set up right now? What are you talk, we're talking about it, the lottery or non-lottery. If you're... If, difference between an eight seed and missing the lottery is is a couple of picks theoretically i mean you're not going to hit in the lottery at, at the 14th so it's just not worth what john just said putting that sour taste in those players mouth getting them pissed off because the sour taste in there now that's my point i but would have never own, advocated that, for this own, bobby that's their own doing i mean that that's largely on the players if danny Ainge goes out there and 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 purposely makes them worse by selling then what does that tell the players? Well, why would they go out there and give an effort? Why would they care about the organization or winning? Right now, it's their own doing for the record that they're that they have. And and you can't tell me you're completely writing off the idea that they can't get better by adding some depth. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where that's all you thought they needed, and a lot of people thought they needed bringing in a guy like Thad Young. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but bringing in a guy like that, then getting Marcus Smart back, then getting Kemba Walker back to regular minutes. This isn't a team that is even remotely close to tanking. You'd have to do so much to get to tank mode and to make it worth your while. It's just you don't tank with two young s stars, all stars, literally on your team. You just don't do that. You what just I'm play out is, the string. If the trade is there, you make play it. Play out the string. You don't. That's it. And, and, if they and, if they play this out, they're gonna go five hundred, lose round Bobby, one, you know and you be in the same trade position next year, people, right? You know, at any point in time, Brad can play the kids, so to speak. You can view this as a developmental season with possible benefits and payout in the end. This is, we've been saying, do it now. You know where Semi and Grant and Javante are getting you. So start building up Robin and Neesmith now and Romeo if and when he comes back. Isn't that the same the thing? That you catch no. that wave. With the 15, 15 games left in the season heading into the playoffs where you start to click and you might enter the playoffs as a six or seven seed, but you're 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 operating as a, a, a as highly functional level as you have all year. That's the long-term goal here. You might get there with this team. You still might get there and actually be able to beat some teams in the playoffs. You're not no, and that's, selling that's a, parts. 
that's a possibility of selling and opening up those spots too. Because realistically, I know how bad you want Brad to drop Thompson's minutes down to seven and Rob's up to 33. It's never going to happen. So you have to make it happen by moves. You have to make some adjustments here. Maybe you bring in some players that are a little bit worse but fit better for those kind of players. You absolutely have to trade Tice by the end of this year. They cannot, and I know you don't think he's <laughs> worth anything, John, but to let him go at the end of the year for nothing. They're going to sign him for 2-12 and 12 at the end of the year. We keep talking about this. He's You're saying he's an $18 million player. Daniel Tice is coming back at whatever Danny decides it. Danny's going to pick up the phone and say, do you want to? And he's going to say yes. Yeah, so that you brings us back to being in the same Would you spot like to? Yes, yes, very much. Yes, thank you. That's thank how that negotiation is going to go. So even if you're right about that, they're like back in the same spot in the offseason. They're going to have to be aggressive when it comes to making the trade offers. Fine. They're going to be past a 500 season, it looks like, losing in round one. All the things you mentioned as possible downturns of doing stuff now are already happening, and it will be the same thing later. This team's not figuring it out as they're constructed. They need to get aggressive to get better or downgrade, go young, and or, maybe that works or something else. No, or, I don't think I don't think Thad you Young is play different players. You don't have to sell. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to sell. You can at yeah, any point in time try different things. No, and there's various degrees of it. You're right about that. Like they could keep Kemba and work that out and you know, funnel in Thompson, Tice, however they can with some like maybe a single pick or second round picks and change some pieces and parts here. I just don't think that's changing things all that much. We'll see though. That probably is what is going to be what's going to happen. I think you have the it right idea. Probably is going to happen that way. So just yeah. be prepared. Be prepared. And again, the TPE is fine. But as again, is the, I think the, the sad- TPE might expire if you bring it to the off season. No, you haven't. You have into the off season. You have a full year. It's a calendar yeah, year, though. Full year. No, calendar but if, there's, if you get to the off season and there's no moves in or it's too expensive, I then know, what are you going to do? Again, Just let it expire? It's, it's, if you're going to do it to get two bench players that might make you marginally better now and miss an opportunity to turn it into something real, you have to weigh whether or not that was the right play. That's what it's going to come down to. If you're getting a couple of guys that are definitely upgrades over what you have, but still not enough to put you over the hump, and you missed an opportunity potentially to try That's to do my point. More. You have to be aggressive to actually get something out of this. And it doesn't matter if it's I don't now think or that's in the aggressive. Off I actually think it's I actually think what you're calling aggressive is settling. I think it's settling yeah. to take it's whatever panicking. scraps you can get with that. Wait, so I, for the I, sake I, of being it, I think it's I think it's dead off. So what's your dream? What's your dream? Because you don't think they can get Beal. You like you don't think they have assets, so like why I, I don't I don't get what you're holding out for. I, it's not a dream. This is kind of what I've been saying from the beginning. I don't. They also people, can't get Beal within. The I don't they have to do think it now. people understand that the TPE isn't really valuable unless you put together other things with it that are enticing. The TPE is just matching money, but the trade you make, the TPE has no actual value other than evening out the money in the deal. The trade, you make, the trade you make is with what you give up in addition to the TPE. And since their assets are limited, there's not a lot that they can give up right now other than throwing every first round pick that could possibly do it and any young player on the roster that they think is worth developing right now for maybe one player that makes them a little better. I don't know. Right this now. Is, you just explained my argument. I don't think so. 
<laughs> That's what aggressive is. All the picks, all the players you can think of. That that's what I mean by get aggressive with this. I'm not think I'm not disillusioned at all thinking they can get Vucevic for free. I said it might cost four first round picks, five first round picks. That's all you have of value, and those are a value. A losing team wants extra picks. Look at the Pelicans. Look at the Thunder. They have like fifty picks right now. That's my that's point. Crazy. That's a crazy trade. I mean, that's that's not an aggressiveness. That's just. Stupidity. All right, so what is, is it three? Is it two? I don't know what the right number what, is, but whatever what? you think is actually going to get it done is the number it needs to be. We don't know. We're throwing around. I don't know what else to say. Uh, first round picks, seventh first round picks. We have no idea. It's funny. No, I don't know. I don't know the number you're talking Guys, that's, that's what's been going on for the last 24 my, hours. My, my, <laughs> I made my point, so I, I have nothing else to say on the topic right. at this, we're, at this we're, point. We're going in a circle. The point of it is the right deal that has value everybody is in favor of the deal for the sake of a deal just because you feel this team needs to get better might not be the right one or it might be better in the offseason no the, but there's a clock there's a the clock marcus smart's on a clock the tp's on a clock I, if the, the stuff if expires there, if there's nothing at the deadline that makes sense then you hold on to it and you hope you turn it into something better later that's all that's all we're saying everybody would love to see them flip it at the deadline for something that makes them better this year, for sure. If it's not there, you roll with it. I don't think it's a necessity. It's it would be great if it happens, and if not, you punt it to next year. This so, is again. This is every. I'd rather sport, than hold it. This is every sport and every deadline. <laughs> yeah, you, the assets you have don't go away. They're there. You can do. You, yes, you, they do. Your TP disappears. Smart's will. contract expires it, after next year. You roll it into the off season, and you see if you can make it work there. I got one more question for you guys before we get out of here because that's my idea of waking up this team going in one direction or the other. If it's not that, if it's just a marginal deal, how do you wake up this team? Because there's obviously a bigger problem here than a missing power forward that we're looking at now. All right. What's the the wake-up call? All of the commenters at the same time are going to say fire Brad. Yep. So, like, (laughs) is that your answer? Because if you do nothing, this is going to keep fire on. I think doing that in season is silly. And those, and those same fans have no replacement in mind. Just fire Brad. That's the move. <laughs> right. You fire Brad. Jimmy's out. Yeah, fire Brad. Let them coach themselves. That's silly. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is this is my point too. You do you think me, Bobby Manning, the guy that talks about the Celtics the way I do, wants to take this in the other direction? No way in hell. You think I want to cover that? No. But I see what's building here. And there needs to be a wake-up call somehow, some way. Well, and look, it's not fire Brad. Call, it's not a. It's not a marginal trade. There's a bigger issue here. The the, way, so, the wake-up call is this: if you if Brad right now identifies what it is on this roster and what it is with this team he doesn't like, it's incumbent on him to send a message to those people and and play other people. So right now, if it, if he wasn't happy with somebody's effort or what they're doing. He does that every night. <laughs> I'm saying if it's somebody real, okay, and again, yeah. that then it's incumbent on him to send a message and do something about it. I would love in a game when the starters – you know, I haven't seen Brad do this. I he know he's done it before, but you remember those games where the starters just weren't giving you minutes and you just go to the bench and say, I'm playing these guys until we die, and then they get you all the way back in the game and then finally you let the starters back in? I haven't seen one of those yet. One of those, nope, done. 
yeah, yeah. Romeo, Pritchard, Shemi, you guys are out there. Not Romeo. Neesmith, you guys are go out there, run around like freaking crazy. I don't care if we score again. I just want to see somebody try hard and do what I sent you out there to do. Like, you haven't seen any of those message-sending sort of moments. But that would that would mean that he's disappointed in the starters. I don't know if he necessarily is. So I guess it's incumbent on him to identify the problem and then address it specifically. If he doesn't like that Tatum's playing too much ISO ball, yank him, you know? <laughs> That's, what, what other choice do you have at that point? So if you don't like to some people, give, give, give 30 minutes to a guy and, and put him on the bench for to put the other guy on the bench for two games. You know, if it's a bench player. Jimmy. Yeah. So the actual question, so that I answer it fully. How do you wake this team up other than picking one direction or the other? Like what's the wake up call on oh. that? Cause there's a bigger issue than missing Thad Young. Like that's, that's what I'm getting at too. Oh, I thought you were talking about Brad. Um, how do you wake this team up? I mean, I don't, I probably don't have the correct answer for that, but it, it obviously does involve Brad, but it, it involves the players that they need to look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves if they're in or if they're in or if they're out. It feels like lately that they're not in it. It just doesn't. I mean, I know they had a little bit of a comeback tonight in the fourth and that to me, and like what John said, that's the most frustrating part is that when these guys actually show what they're capable of and put the effort in, you know, they, can play good basketball and they can play defense and hit shots and turn defense into offense. So I don't know if that's a Brad issue or if that is a player issue, but for everyone in the comments, like I think that I think that's what John said is everyone in the comments is saying fire Brad. We don't have the power to fire Brad. Fans don't have the power to fire Brad. Meany doesn't have the power to fire Brad. There's two people who have the power to fire Brad, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And it's by the way they play. It's by the way they react. It's, it's their, it's, Everything about those guys for the rest of the season will determine if Brad Stevens is the head coach next year. It's exactly what happened in Philadelphia. What happened in Philadelphia, Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid did not. Yeah. For whatever reason, that, there was a disconnect there. Ben's going to start shooting threes, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, no. There was a disconnect <laughs> there. You saw how, exactly how the Sixers played in the postseason. And shortly after that, Brett Brown, great guy. I'm sure he's extremely smart basketball mind as well. He was out the door because he didn't have that team anymore. That's the only way Brad Stevens is going to be fired. Danny Ainge doesn't want to fire Brad Stevens either. He already just went to bat from last week. So that's what you're basically is your answer for Brad Stevens' future with this team. If, if, he, if those guys have his back, then he'll be the coach next year. If they don't, he won't. And honestly, there's nine teams in the NBA this year that have new head coaches. You can make the case that all nine of them are better off this year than they were last year. Uh, maybe the Houston Rockets might not be, but we know that that's not really a head coach issue. Every single team that had to make that difficult decision or maybe it was an easy decision to fire the head coach or go with a new coach, they're all doing a hell of a lot better this season. So I'm not certainly – I'm not saying fire Brad. I, I don't want that to happen. But it's happened hundreds and hundreds of times in sports and teams, you know, they move on and they – they're good. They're better for worse for it. Um, but again, it's going to come down to whether or not Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown want to play for Brad. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good way to put it, you know, because I, I think obviously you're going to see it on the court first. But at, at the end of the day, you know, Danny Ainge can read between the lines. I don't think this team has reached that point. I think it's easy to uh, assume that maybe some of these guys aren't all in with with Brad Stevens. You know, there's stretches of the games where you, you can see that at least, or at least on the defensive end. 
But I don't think that he's completely lost this team. I mean, obviously, we talked about that with Gary Washburn had to say. I don't know if that's the case. I, again, when I hear Jalen, you know, the way he talks after losses, I just feel like they think that there's a, there's a big trade coming. And I don't know if that means a big-time player or – uh, whether that's going to be, you know, a couple of guys, meaning, meaning half the bench is going to be, at, you know, shipped out. I just think that he's he's looking forward to what kind of weapons they're going to bring. I mean, clearly, I, you guys, they, they talk about this kind of stuff, right? Can I, I mean, read you guys I, something I, real quick? Would, would you guys be surprised if Danny called them personally and said, hey, what do you guys think of Brad, you know, or what do you guys think this team is missing? They, they're having these conversations already. I think that would be an even worse move than the Thad Young scenario. You're cutting your legs out at a spot you're strong at. And there's no clear replacement, especially right now. No one's coming in. I'm surprised that Timberwolves got an assistant to come over in season this year. That was absolutely it's, stunning. It's not to gonna me. happen in season. It's not gonna happen in season. I'd yeah. be, I would be stunned. Put it this way: I'd be. St- I'm not gonna say no to anything, but I would be stunned if it happened mid-season. I just don't see that happening. I don't think he deserves that. Can so I? No, he doesn't. It won't. It's it not going to happen. Finals and all that. Especially when you don't give him a fifth starter. Like that would just be so ridiculous to me. But anyway, go ahead, John. It's not going to uh, happen. So quote from Jalen Brown. And again, I'm, I, I I don't know from if I'm tonight? here. Yes. Uh, give me a second. I want to make sure I have it right here. But it looks like he said. Can't even read. We have a system. We stuck to it, and we lost tonight based upon that. Oh man. Uh, he's mad, guys. That's see, this is what I'm talking about. That's a coach yeah, call out. comment. Go back that's to say dead, dead on coach call out. And yeah. we were talking about this the other day, uh, Jimmy, on uh, the the top down question. Oh, wow. This was my hot take. Yeah, this was my hot take. I saw a hot take. This was just a wild thing that I thought of one day. I'm not gonna sleep it's tonight. When. When the whole drama between Kyrie and it, what we thought was Kyrie and the team was going on and. Jalen Brown had the infamous post-game comments where he said, you know, it starts from the top down, not, you know, or the top to the bottom, not the bottom of the top. We all assumed he was calling out Kyrie Irving, who had some, you know, words of his own throughout, you know, recent history. But was he actually going even further to the top when he said that? And was he talking about Brad Stevens? That would be like an M. Night Shyamalan sort of twist on this whole thing. Twist. That's just something I thought of. I have no, you know, no extra information to believe that's what it was. But, John, you, you kind of follow that up by saying you've noticed um, Jalen, you, you've gotten the vibe that he kind of gets frustrated. He might be frustrated with the coaching. and, and well, I, I've been saying the whole time, I'm wondering if, again, he, right, he's not happy with, you know, th- that he drifts in and out of uh, – of uh, of 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 the action, so yeah, exactly. I, want, I mean, we saw him against the, the Heat in the playoffs last year. I mean, that I was, want the context yeah. of this quote, um, you know, uh, before we overreact to it. But like I said, it, it got sent to me, so I was trying to see what context it was and what mm-hmm. the question was to get a better understanding. Right. Um, like, I mean, we're gonna do this. We did it with Hayward. We did it with Stevens, and then once Stevens gone, it'll be Brown or Tatum can't get it done, and one of them will be gone. Like. There's got to be a target on the back of one of your strengths at every turn just because things aren't going well when, like, they're doing the best they can to salvage those situations. I mean, this town ran Hayward out the door, and now they're begging for that kind of production at his spot. It's going to be the same exact thing with the coach. Like, that's my biggest nightmare is that these calls and this frustration and all that scapegoating, uh, whatever it's called, 
It's late, Close Bobby. The coach. I don't expect you to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, just be I, careful I, what you wish I, for. Yeah. Ainge has never been one to cave to the media or the fans or things. And I don't think. No, and we saw his really reaction to it already. Ownership hasn't either. Listen, ownership stuck with Doc Rivers prior to the KGR. They stuck with Doc Rivers through a very, very dark season when everybody was saying, you know, fire Doc, fire Doc. And the ownership, I think they, they trust, you know, the front office. They trust the coaching staff. They're not going to panic and, yeah. you know, do this all the stuff that fans yeah. are, are clamoring and, and, for. And, and reading more on that quote, I don't know if that was talking about offense or defense because he did also talk about making sure you get the ball out of Doncic's hands there. So, again, this could have been one of those, like, we switch on everything and that's our system and that's how we ended up there and he got sure. his shot off. So, again, that could have been spe- specifically speaking to a play. We well, stuck you know to what? Like it. Yeah. CLNS- still, it's still basically saying we stuck to what we do and we got burned. So good thing, good thing we have the pressers. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, we'll check it out, and all the pressers will be up on CLNS as always. We didn't Uh, talk about the All Star selections at all. We did a little. We talked about it going to their heads, but we are past the ninety minute mark, so we got to wrap it up um, because we're gonna die. Um, So we'll tell everybody again. Where's Josue? Where is this guy? The Wi-Fi came calling, man. My goodness. Visit marigoldmedical.com, uh, call 978-537-0555, set up a free consult, stem cell therapy. Um, Cedric Maxwell went uh, uh, and got a shot in his knee. Uh, massive, massive improvement for him. Um, make sure you check this out. Their, uh, their goal here is not just for quick fixes. It's to heal you long term. You have doctors and medical professionals who will listen to your problems and try to help you find real solutions. Again, marigoldmedical.com, 978-537-0555. Set up a free consult. Guys, we got into it. We're we're still friends though, right? Good man. Bobby paused. I had to hold that for a long time. No, we're all good. (laughs) Um, Bobby, yeah. Bobby, you're cool. We need to hash that out. (laughs) You're cool, right, boy? Like I said, cool. when when quarantine is over, we're just gonna have a fist fight and 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 yeah. live for you guys. <laughs> oh my lord! Imagine when we take this in person one day. I mean, we're like a hundred thirty episodes in. <laughs> we'll do a couple live shows once we're allowed out. We'll do a couple uh, live shows for somewhere. I can't maybe. wait for the live shows. <laughs> I can't. It'd be great. It'd be, It'd great. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It will be great. I'll have to come over the top a couple times. Uh, so thank you again, guys. This was an awesome stream, extremely active. The chat was nonstop. We had well over a thousand people in here various times throughout the night, which was great. Again, um, uh, a lot of angry subscribe to the YouTube channels, more people bring it, bring the noise. We want all of you in here. Uh, we love all the comments. We love all the trolls. We love the passion. We love that you're up late with us on a school night. It's terrific. So again, subscribe to our YouTube channels. And of course, not only will you get this, you get all our awesome basketball podcasts, which again include Causeway Street with Josue Pavone, uh, uh, Dome Theory with Bobby Manning, Jimmy and John, the Jimmy John Jimmy podcast. Jimmy John's. <laughs> Still in, in Hey, new, uh, new Celtic Speed is out now. New Cedric Maxwell tomorrow. So New Cedric Maxwell. We also nice. have, um, uh, have Sherrod, uh, the A-list with Sherrod Blakely coming out. Uh, as well tomorrow, and Goodman and Ryan coming at you later in the week, and of course winning plays. So again, an insane amount of basketball content, basketball pods, 
Um, so uh, again, subscribe, you get all of that action, subscribe on Apple, iTunes, whatever, uh, Spotify, YouTube channels, podcasts put up in full video form. You can get that as well. New sponsor, Jimmy John's. <laughs> we're working with that. Guard Report's got a big sponsor coming up too, guys. We're going big time. We're gonna be we're gonna be dressed up. It's gonna be fancy. What? Be great. Can, all right. Can we get a hint? Can we get a hint? Shh. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> ready for the gonna be ready great. for that read. Okay. It's great. We're taking it. We're going we're going big time. Okay. That's what I like. I better get some we're free stuff. Great talent. You guys are gonna get a real host. Better get some free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it again, guys. Celtics lose. All is bad, but everything sucks. Jalen Brown game. We still have the TP. That's right. Atlanta Hawks. Even though Bobby wants to get rid of the only thing we have left, we still have the TPE. Look out. Jalen Brown game coming up. We have TP. I'm off the next two games. You're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have a uh, uh, boomer rage uh, with Nick oh, here. Oh no! Oh god! If not Wednesday, certainly Friday. I'll be back on the weekend. Um, so uh, we got again. Nick. We get Nick tomorrow night, Wednesday against the Hawks. Okay. I don't know if it's okay. Nick tomorrow. It might just be you three tomorrow, but Nick's coming in on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Friday night, Nick. Oh boy, we're not gonna yeah. let him. For anyone Boom who was out. on the last time. We're not going to have Nick run the comments on Friday. That is a promise. Oh, my God. That is a promise. <laughs> he will not have comments or access. I mean, the, bo- the boss can't be screwing up at that high of a level in that spot <laughs> of pressure. I mean, come on. We're not going to let him run the comments on Friday. I don't want any- him to even see. That's the CEO. The <laughs> you keep If you're still awake. These are my glasses. These are these are my my blue light glasses, by the way. It doesn't change my bit. You know, people tell me, "Oh, you gotta have the blue light glasses." Those are Taco Falls. You don't want your eyes to start twitching like the middle of the day, and they've actually started to do that. So, I, yeah, I'm not gonna right. tell you the brand because no free ads. But those are my blue light sunglasses. Yeah, rage in the cage, the boomer. All right, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks again for watching. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.